0: When I completed my 10th standard, I still remember India-Australia match was going on. The next day, I was selling clothes in some store. I was getting 50 rupees a day. The next day, I was like, mom, I'm not going to go through this. I am going to work. Next day, I was in this job selling clothes. That was my first job. I got 50 rupees for the whole day. My second job.
1: (laughs) That was Lincia Rosario, a professional anchor and an award-winning MC. She has hosted more than 800 shows in over 10 years of perfecting her craft. She talks to us about how she left home at a very young age, financed her own education by working in a call centre, and how she got into emceeing in the first place. This is her story. Hello there, I'm Amir Khan and this is a Z Medium podcast. A podcast that talks to people and about them too. We take out the most significant experiences of an individual and package it in the form of a story. Sharing those with you. We narrate people's journeys in the simplest way we can. There's a new person every episode, so do check out the previous ones. I'm sure you're going to find someone to relate to. Let's start with this one, shall we? How did Lincia go from this...
0: I had a fear of speaking, public speaking, one. Mm. Two is I was, I was very shy, I was not confident. I, uh, I was always scared of things in life. To this? Uh, I host shows, corporate weddings, celebrity interviews. And I love living life to the fullest. Like for me, I love what I do. I look forward to my work. I look forward to connecting with you. Having conversations is something. So I have been doing this since uh, 10 years now. I have hosted more than 800 plus shows globally. And I've had my own show on ZTV America, which was called Close to My Life, where I was interviewing celebrities. 10 years. I've hosted a show with Alexa, one of the funniest (laughs) shows. I've co-hosted a show with a robot. And recently I hosted a show with 4,000 people in a stadium. It was on my vision board, which I ticked Mark. And I was like, 4,000 people. Just it was like insane energy.
1: That's what this is about. Transformation. You must have read this a lot on Instagram or Facebook. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. That matters. And as corny as that sounds, it holds true. Especially in Lincia's case. Lincia's childhood wasn't necessarily the best. To put it in the mildest way possible, her father was not around much and her mother wasn't very supportive. She grew up in an environment that was at times violent. It wasn't a place she wanted to be in. Her growth has been exponential in terms of her personality and finances, yes. she has But again, she has experienced firsthand what it's like to live below the poverty line. And so naturally... The only thing she wanted growing up was respect and money.
0: It came from the fact that I didn't see my father for like my entire life. My entire um, sixth, seventh, eighth standard. I remember we, we, we didn't have food. So my mother used to lock the, all the dabbas so that we don't have, you know, we don't eat extra because there was limited food. And it came from that space, that space of scar- scarcity. Hmm. I didn't want that ever. I didn't want ever someone telling me that, you know, this, this is it, this much, this is what you have. There was constantly scarcity Hmm. and I didn't like that. Even like basic sanitary pads, basic sanitary pads. I was one of the best in sports. Basic sanitary pads were not there, right? And we used to use cloths at that particular point of time. And when you're into sports and you're doing marathons and you're doing you're playing cupboard D, and then you're using cloth. It just was so much of a hindrance.
1: A lot of these things go unnoticed by many, but these were basic necessities that were missing in her life. And when you're missing the basics, it becomes very difficult to think about things like passion, finding what you truly love doing, finding your ikigai and so on. Human's first instinct is and always has been survival. It's in Maslow's hierarchy as well. So, in her mission to get some money and respect, Lindsay went through a number of jobs, and only after could she really think about what she wanted in life.
0: I think that time the only passion for me was that I wanted to stand on my own feet. That I didn't I didn't want to be an MC, I didn't want to be a TV presenter. I just wanted respect for myself. I before being an MC, mm. I tried like different things insurance yeah. I used to sell insurance policies in the geke sadbis in the gekebabi thanks to oh. LIC <laughs> I actually sponsored my studies I actually sponsored my entire mas- my master's uh, in fact like uh, during my entire college days because of finan- because we were not financially that well off i uh, my principal asked me to leave college and i said no i'm not because i used to come every day late to college i was doing an australian shift in a call center and every day i used to be late and her name was Fle- Fleur D'Souza souza she she loved me but she's like i can't allow you to come late to class every time you really need to figure your stuff out and 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 there came a point when you know she literally said if that's the case then you will you you leave college and i said no i'm going to make this work and I somehow managed to win three consecutive scholarships in Xavier's. uh, You know, uh, managed it with call center jobs and I finished my master's. Then did insurance. And after insurance, I remember I was doing insurance. I didn't understand numbers. I'm selling policies. Okay. I'm selling policies. Okay. And, uh, And still, I didn't feel right in my heart. I'm like, I've done my master's in history. I'm selling insurance policies and I still don't know what I want in life.
1: Her bachelor's was in English, sociology, and history, followed by her master's in history, political science honours. But she doesn't remember much of it. All of it went by in the blink of an eye because she was so busy working to sustain herself. There was too much going on for her out of college for her to focus, for her focus to remain on education at the time. She left home when she was about 21. And only after a long time has she been able to understand her mom, and somewhere her father as well.
0: My mom took care of me and my brother with whatever best she could understand about parenthood. And I'm so grateful to her because today if she wouldn't have been the way she is, I wouldn't have reached where I am today. It took us a long time for my relationship to be beautiful with my mother. For
1: a long period of time, you didn't understand her way of doing things?
0: I didn't understand violence. I didn't understand why was she so abusive? Why did she feel the need to use profanity? Because it hurt me as a kid. Now, when I process all of this, I'm like, she didn't know any better. How can I expect her to be a certain way? when her environment was not like that. Her environment was profanity. Her environment, her parents did the same with her, what she did with me. She didn't know any better. You know, I remember Tony Robbins saying this. Hmm. That why is it that we blame people for all the negatives they've given us? But they've given us so many positives. So many positives.
1: Yeah. In all of this, I just want to say, uh, you talk very less about your dad. Was was he not there as in he...
0: Um, I did have have glimpses of my dad when I was very young. My dad was one of the most whatever I heard from my mom was very, very violent. And uh, he, he abused my mom left, right. I have images of, you know, blood all across my house and uh, my mom's hand being cut, you know, with a knife. And, and it, it, it was very painful. It mm. was a very painful childhood with my, with my father. And then my mom ran away with me. And uh, I don't speak much about it because I've, I've, I remember one day I was doing a spiritual session with someone and he said, he spoke about my, he asked me about my dad and I said, I feel nothing. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. And he's like, no, my father's there, but you know, he passed away and you know, I'm chilled out. And then he's like, and says, stop, stop bullshitting yourself. Really tell me what you feel about your father. And I wrote a letter and I was so angry at him. So angry. I wrote a letter saying that you were never there for mom and me. I wish you had been a better father. And I wrote and I wrote and I felt so good. And that day changed my life because I forgive I I just forgive my father.
1: Letting go is a lengthy process, but it is freeing. Lincia could have held that within her for a very long time to come. But it would, have, it would have affected her. It wouldn't have affected anyone else. And it's always, always better late than never. Even though we've come further from where we started, we'd like to go back into Lincia's journey though. Her process, her struggle of reaching where she has, didn't start in college. It actually started way before that, when she was in the 10th grade.
0: When I completed my 10th standard, I still remember India-Australia match was going on. The next day, I was selling clothes in some store. I was getting 50 rupees a day. The next day, I was like, mom, I'm not going to go through this. I am going to work. Next day, I was in this job selling clothes. That was my first job. I got 50 rupees for the whole day. My second job <laughs> my second job was I, I was working in a call center. Uh No, no. So I I started giving tuitions. I used to give tuitions in 11th and 12th standard. And uh, after that, I started working in different call centers throughout my my college. Mm. And then I did LIC insurance because I could do my college and insurance. And Mm. after that, I worked as an assistant to a spiritual guru. She was... She was into NLP journey. That's when my life changed because I did so much of work on myself after that. That um, I did NLP. I got... What is, uh, sorry, what is NLP? Neuro-linguistic programming.
1: All all of that you're saying is you went from insurance to NLP. How did you land that job? <laughs> because one okay. is a job which completely focuses on numbers and the other is a job that is completely focusing on yourself and your inner peace.
0: Yeah, Actually, I was not an in another place. I was, I, I was in, I when I left my place, I was in someone else's place, someone else's house, which was equally chaotic. Their house was equally chaotic. That's that's another story altogether. See, it's like when you are messed up, that same energy you go and you land up in another messed up space. When I was three years at staying at my friend's place, I remember I saved up whatever money I had in the call center. And one day I was walking on the road. I meet this female who says, do you want to make one crore rupees? I said, yeah, I want to make one crore rupees. (laughs) I'm telling you, I met her randomly on the road and she said, okay, I'm going to help you do that. And I'm like, okay, please help me. I have only 40000 rupees from the call center job that I did I saved up usko maine 30000 mein that was an organization called qnet i remember i uh, i got in i did not continue with that program but i met another guy there he introduced me to that to that spiritual leader rangana and from there i started my journey of journey you know uh, nlp
1: from the insurance, from the, from the sh- working at the shop to, to spirituality, mm. but after spirituality, what made you decide that anchoring is the one thing that I will do or I want to do next?
0: I remember telling myself, I'll do whatever comes my way i got a call from my school friend randomly saying that you know there's this uh, anchoring job in uh, infinity mall can you come i said oh, ye anchoring kya so then she he said that uh, baat karna hota hai mic pe. i said i kitna paisa to 2000 2000 no, <laughs> Hazar, 2000 was a lot
1: of money at that time. Lincia still doesn't know why he called her, though. She remembers herself being a shy kid in school. She was always scared and low on confidence. And it doesn't take a genius to know that anchoring requires the exact opposite. And this wasn't even a friend she was in constant touch with. To this day, it is still a mystery as to why that friend called her. But she promised herself she would take up any good opportunity that would come her way. And two thousand Who could say no to that at the time?
0: Because it was the money that made me go there, I'll be honest. Yeah. I went there. They gave me the mic in my hand. Oh my goodness gracious. My heart started pumping so fast. My legs were trembling and I thought I'll die there. I went behind a teddy bear... And I'm putting the mic on and off, on and off, on and off. I refu- Like I couldn't even say, hello, welcome to Hamleys. I couldn't. I was like so scared. And then the guy who organized the event, he came behind the cupboard. He's like, what the heck are you doing behind the cupboard? Come and perform. Yeah. And then I remember he telling me that, uh, you, know, Linsya, if you don't perform right now, we have to call another MC so i randomly remembered musical chair And i started mm. playing musical chair and from there there was no looking i remember after that i had standard kind of, kind set of marathon came my way i went in oiled hair with a chashma that was broken i had no sense of style mm. okay i thought i was the hottest woman on earth i am not joking so but i'm so glad i was innocent i was naive i was not aware of fashion because if i would i would have been even more scared after i got my first set of that first show and i managed because it was a 10 day show i was a fairy i don't know what the i was a fairy and then i was a uh, dancing mm. with teddy bears the carnival and then standard chartered happened i think for the first 3 years i was just i didn't even know whether i wanted to do it
1: 1000 days or 3 years that's the amount of time it takes to get used to what you're doing. Of course, it's tough. She doubted herself on many occasions. She didn't have work for long periods of time in those three years. She went to malls to write scripts. She took a lot of time learning said scripts. She still runs to the bathroom every time before a show because of the nervousness. But, but there was no reason she, she would stop what she was doing at any moment in time. Uh, what what happens behind the scenes that some of the people don't know but you know these things happen and they never come out in front of you
0: being okay to fumble mm-hmm. when you come from a place I'll tell you when I started anchoring I was like I'm going to be the epitome of perfection the words are going to flow exactly to the T you are going to make mistakes and the art is not to it's, it's not to not make mistakes. It's first to embrace those mistakes because you are that's the only way to learn. I did so many flop shows before I did some great shows. And my flop shows have taught me more than my great shows. Say if I do 10 shows a month, if I have that one flop show that keeps me in check, my ego in check. Mm, well, yeah. If not, it gets into your head, you're good. Which is mm. not which is not good.
1: And when your ego is in check, you get back to practice. The flop shows taught her what's wrong. It's easy to pinpoint mistakes when you don't do well, as opposed to when you do really well. When you've done well, it's not that you haven't made mistakes. It's just that the overall show was so good that it covers up for all the mistakes you've made. You can't escape the same when you haven't done well. That's when you sit back and analyze. That's when you dig deeper into what went wrong. Over the years, that's what Linzia has done. And she's learned one thing that will help you become better at whatever you're doing. Its application is truly universal.
0: Repetition is mastery. Mm. And that's the only way to learn. And that's what I have. I had no communication skills. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, no communication skills in English. No communication skills in Hindi. It was terrible. No dressing sense whatsoever. I had no idea how to network. My family doesn't, like, we we, we don't have that entire networking thing. I learned it only through repetition and second, through hiring the best coaches. Whatever money I earned, I only spent it with the best teachers. I used to go to Singapore. I used to go to Malaysia. Hired the best to work on me. That's the way to, that's how how I could become better in, in, in what I'm
1: doing. In her journey, she has had excellent teachers or coaches for that matter. Some trained and some were not. For example, the first time she hired someone to practice her lines with, she met him at a fashion show and he decided to help her with scripting and rehearsing. He was her sounding board for a while. She's hired people throughout to help her with her craft, be it public speaking, styling, or even out-of-craft things like how to handle your business. It was just constant learning for her. It still is.
0: Feedback is the breakfast of champions. And mm. I take feedback. I love taking feedback. If it works for me, great. If it is, if it doesn't resonate with me, it doesn't resonate with me. I used to, mm. at events... Asked agencies out of 1 to 10 how much do you rate me at this event mm. and they used to say I rate you 8 they said why Why did you deduct 2 points said this was not you could have worked on this better I said thank you so much and I had I, I had a list of all the shows where, where they have rated me and then I used to go back and improve I used to always get uh, feedback on my Hindi. But I remember the starting this uh, eight years ago, I was co-hosting with, a, with my best friend, who's a VJ right now. And, he say, and the agency was like, you really need to work on your Hindi. And I said, yeah, I know. And then I had a Hindi teacher for three years. Really? And today I do so many weddings. I do some of the, I do bhat ceremonies, to haldi ceremonies, to you name it, uh, suarna siddhi. All of it.
1: After 10 years of anchoring, she still believes she's in her learning phase. She hasn't stopped taking feedback. Neither has she stopped perfecting her craft. It's been a long and arduous journey, but with the right people alongside her, it's become fairly easier. She planned a couple of things, like winning the best MC award and living in Bandra. And she has accomplished those. She won the award, but couldn't collect it because she was hosting another show at the same time. And two years back, she got her own place in Bandra. And that's her determination meeting hard work. That's not only in her work, by the way, it's in other things of her life as well. For example, yoga.
0: But I'll tell you one thing, what yoga has taught me, and I still show up for my yoga classes. So when I, I did the crow pose, it took me like a year, I think six, eight months to a year. And I remember in my yoga class, we're doing the crow pose, we're doing the crow pose. And I'm falling. So The crow pose is basically put your, it's basically you put your knees on your hand, right? You're like a crane type. I'm practicing, I'm practicing, and it's just not happening. And one fine day, I did it. And I said, <laughs> sir, what did it. The whole point is just, show up. True. Half the battle very is won. True.
1: That's one more thing ticked off her bucket list. Yes, she has a bucket list which is very, very dear to her heart. And she wants to get a lot accomplished before her time on this planet comes to an end. Sometimes, though, she's asked herself questions like... What's what's all this for? Why am I doing all of this? And that's natural. She's asked herself this when she witnessed someone pass away due to a fire outbreak. She went to the apartment to pack all the belongings of the person and realised, What's all of this for then? If I'm going to go after everything I've done, was this all for nothing? All of the things collected? Her presence on earth? What? What? was it for nothing? And as we come to the end of the episode, we are here to tell Linzia that it's not all for nothing. She has created an impact on this world and so has everyone who's ever been on this planet. We might not get documented by the media or be famous, but if you if you've made an impact on at least one person by telling your story or showing them that it can be done, then you've empowered the generation to come. And that there might be several ways to describe one's existence. In Lincia's case, it's ambition, it's determination, it's getting what you want, whatever it takes. And this one story that'll get remembered for the rise of someone who at one point had to starve themselves because of locked jars and a scarcity of food. And how many items remain on your bucket list?
0: Oh my goodness, a lot. (laughs) <laughs> a lot i still have a long way to go i want to be one of the greatest entertainers the world ever had that's what i want to do i want to be great in acting in comedy and anchoring everything that will help me be better at my craft
1: if you like the episode share it with others you never know how you sharing it could impact someone in the most difficult of times you never know you might just share something life-changing for someone else and yes, the common drill. Follow us for the latest updates on LinkedIn and Instagram. We're here to stay, we promise. And we're bringing a whole lot more for you. Stay tuned and goodbye for now.